0: Sullivan testing the Portuguese... You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to
1: Ireland. It really is the final countdown now. Can you feel the nerves? Can you feel the little taper tantrums that people are having all around you? If you're not in a WhatsApp group... Uh, With a bunch of other runners Then you might be better off Because this might be the time To close your ears Put the cotton wool in Or any sort of earplugs you have Because drowning out all those voices Including your own Might be the key Sonia O'Sullivan is one voice That we always need to hear She's on the end of the phone here Sonia, how are you? I'm good
0: Ready to go And um, yeah, I'm excited to um, See how everybody goes this weekend
1: I know, right, it is so flippin' close By the time you hear this, we're recording this on Tuesday 3.45 Irish time I went out for my run this morning, which was an easy 8k As David Gillick said, these little runs, these pissy little easy runs Are very boring all of a sudden in this final week And definitely the thought, I just want to get on with it now Has crossed my mind a few times, but let, wait till I tell you So I bumped into a fella on this run. I was running by Tato Park, my usual loop, and a fella pulls up on a bike beside me. David Donnelly, listener to the show, uh, asks me, how are the legs? Are you all set for Sunday? (laughs) I was filling him in and asked him, was he running it? And he said he had his place, but he's not able to run it. Now, I'll give you I'll give you a hundred guesses as to what injury this lad picked up and how he picked it up, son. You have have one swing.
0: Oh, um, he fell off his bike, obviously, because he's out riding the bike.
1: <laughs> I bet he wishes he fell off his bike. David Donnelly was gored by a buffalo. What that is what happened to him? God, where Sp- was he? Tato Park. I mean, he's he's an owner what? of buffaloes. I didn't get out of him exactly how many buffalo he has, but. He was seen to by one of them. Now, the said buffalo has uh, departed the earth at this point, but this is not that long ago. He said he was flipped in the air a good few times, smashed into the ground, pulverised his pelvis. And yet he's up on the bike and going to run 10k of the Dublin City Marathon. He's decided not to try and do the whole thing. But
0: isn't that
1: unbelievable.
0: That's amazing. So wait, so does he work there then?
1: I don't think so. He said to me these were his own buffalo. Uh, So there you do run by fields around here and you see all sorts of alpacas and all sorts of animals, strange and wonderful. Doctor, do look little looking things. This man is an owner of Buffalo, David... Donnelly, uh, I think, has to get our athlete of the week to be able to recover from yeah. a smashed pelvis out on the bike. Like he ran London this year in a time of 3.25 and he's a serious, serious runner, but he's managing to get 10K done. So spare a thought for David Donnelly when you're out there uh, thinking, oh, I don't know, I've got a niggly toe, <laughs> I've got a bit of a hamstring. This man has made some recovery, so a big shout out to him straight away. Did you bump into anyone uh, unusual on your runs this week, Sonia? I saw you were up the hills again.
0: Um, yeah, I was back in Forest Park and I started from a different side of the park this time. It's funny, I started from a different side of the park and I thought I'd never started from that point before, but I had. You know, <laughs> it all you came back. back. Well, no, I I, I said, so like, like, even when I was running it, I thought, oh, this is really nice. It's much nicer <laughs> than decided. To... I had no recollection of it. No, and then you come back in and on just drive and it tells you this is your second best time. And I'm like, Leon, <laughs> when did I run here before? Well? <laughs> but it was two years ago. Oh,
1: wow. It's all blurring into one. Yeah, this and then anyway, it was funny. So many...
0: that, what, what's funny about that is when I did run there two years ago, um, I, and I do remember now when I did run there, but maybe I started from a slightly different angle. It's a very strange park this one, because there are so many different entrances to it. But what I was trying to do was to go to the far end of the main trail. And um, the trail, it goes 11 miles, um, but it's a little bit rocky. It's the only thing I don't really like that too much. But from the far end, which is not the town end um, of this trail called Leif Erikson which goes right through the middle of the park, um, it's a little bit less rough. And, and it was a lot better from that end. Um, but the last time I ran there, I can remember there was some lady in there and she was walking some sheep. Walking sheep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on the Curra. You'd never
1: see such a thing.
0: Were these pet sheep? Yeah, they were pet sheep, yeah. And she had them on the lead and everything. It was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and were they well-groomed? Oh, I didn't look that closely now. I mean, I remember at the time I was going mad that I didn't stop and take a picture, you know, just to, for evidence. And, um, you know, there's so many times when that happens, isn't there? You see things. Yeah. And you think, oh, I should have got a picture. I it? You're,
1: you're, it has to be said, your your fitness is coming back like a bull here. Like, I'm just looking at that run, 10 miles, 5'11 kilometre pace. You must, you must be starting to feel good again, are you?
0: um not really no no <laughs> no I'm, no and i'm still sorry so it's like i'm not running it pain free so that's okay like, i mean if i was so i can't, I, can't run, I know i don't feel like i'm running properly okay i feel like i'm just out there doing it and i feel great afterwards and, and i often do get to the point in the room where i feel like i'm going okay but there is always this kind of niggling pain and soreness that it's kind of annoying and it, i think it kind of. I mean, there might be people out there who experience this as well, but it kind of, you're, you're not racing to get out the door. Like you can find plenty of things to do before you go for a run.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then you eventually go. And when you get out there, you're like, oh, it's actually not as bad as I thought. And then you're like "Get into it. And I think then you just kind of appreciate that you can actually get out there and run and be in a nice place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was a little bit late starting on Sunday, which is kind of funny because I, I like to get out early and, um, you know, half eight's early. is early enough. Yeah. On a Sunday. Reasonable and hour, yeah. When you're getting close to 10 o'clock, then, you know, the thing you, always, the thing you always forget is that there's, there's so many more people out there now. and so many more cars and, you know, it's harder to park and one thing and another. But the interesting thing about this park is that the car park was kind of full. Now, it's not a huge car park, but it's, it's still... You could go there their 8 o'clock and it would be empty. But near 10, it's kind of full. But then you don't really see that many people out
1: there. Where are they going?
0: Yeah, they, I think, well, there's trails go off in all different directions. It's that
1: fast that you wouldn't bump that, into them, even no. with the full car park.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think once people start going off on the little, there's kind of little spidery trails all over the place. Once they go that direction, then the whole thing dilutes down and, and you don't see very many people at all. Ireland's
1: um, fittest family starts on RTE this Sunday. Uh, For those of you that aren't aware, Sonia is one of the team captains this year. Uh, This looks like an awful lot of fun. They are all over the ads. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for the show, Sonia, but you were brought back to those moments this week. I saw you were up on a climbing wall. It's harder than you think is the title you gave this? (laughs) What went down here?
0: Well, I wasn't only up on a climbing wall, but I was also... Yesterday, I had to mark out this turf field for where we're going to go training this morning. And while I was marking it out, it's one of these areas where they must do all these gym classes and stuff. But they, something that brought me back to the kids family was there's these friggin massive big tires that people use for exercise classes.
1: Yeah. I know they And hopes. we,
0: yeah, so there's one activity in one of the shows where there's big tires, tractor tires that the families have to they have to move them at various points in the challenging <laughs> it's, And one that gets me all the time, it's called the farmer's carry. So you have to kind of get down in you know, this kind of squat position inside the tire and keep with your hand on either side oh and keep this up.
1: I would hate and this. And move
0: it. <laughs> yeah. now in the show, you have to move it. But they have to move it a good, I don't know, it must be close to 100 meters. I had to move it about 10 meters yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Not how It to was go. hard, and there's there's one tire over there that is impossible to move. I'm thinking, who is moving this thing? But maybe that's the one where they hammer it, don't they? Use a hammer. Oh yeah,
1: they yeah. lashing the hammer into it. Never, yeah, yeah. Like maybe I'm definite. very wary of all of these exercises. I mean, somebody said to me, you know, you got to get the CrossFit into your running training the other day, and and you know, there is. If I've any regret from this training block, it would probably be that. It, Just the way things have been in terms of life, work, family, touring, writing, I didn't get to the gym as much as I wanted. I hope this isn't foreshadowing the difficulties I might have on Sunday. But as you said last week, you kind of got to live with what you have hammering a tire with a big, (laughs) uh, you know, um, kind of what is it? A mallet, I I, I think you can easily throw your back out doing any of this. And I'm very wary of all of that stuff. But I think coming out of this, you always have your lessons ready to learn, don't you? When you you can kind of sense the other side of what I'll do differently the next time. Uh,
0: Well, it is amazing. Like, you know, you, you I think runners can be quite safe kind of people. I think they're always afraid of getting injured. Whereas I think a lot of people who are into fitness, they just attack anything and go for it. And you'll see this. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll see this in Ireland's fitness family. I mean, there's some of the things that he would have to do. I mean, there's no way I'd be doing it. Mm. And then there's other things that I'd be dying to do. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of, there are certain things that I kind of, within my kind of, you know, I suppose I think I can do that. And you don't... There's, you, you kind of cut out the sense of fear that you might have about something or the maybe the difficulty and the reward. Like, is it worth it? Do I really want to do that? Um, but the wall climbing, the rock climbing, that that's really good. I do enjoy that. I've done it a couple of times now. And have you ever done that?
1: You know, that is one thing I'm definitely afraid of. Yeah, no, I have never attempted it.
0: Yeah, so there is a wall in Nike and I gave it a go a couple of weeks ago. And then... It's it's actually it's quite interesting. It's it's difficult to do. Um, you pick a colour and you have to climb to the top and then there's a one boulder at the top and that's called finish and you have to put your two heads into it. But if you go up on this kind of auto beeline thing, so it you your harness and your roped in and everything, but you go up, up yourself and it's amazing like how your heart rate goes high on it. And the total fear factor is unbelievable. You know the way they say you should do something that scares you every day. Yeah, it's good for you to do that. Yeah, uh, something that kind of takes you out of your comfort zone. And this, it is amazing. Like you're quite far up there. Yeah, and you're... then, and then you've got to get down. Yeah,
1: that's the bit, right? And you
0: can't just you could climb back down, but you actually have to let go of the wall and hold on to this rope that's holding you up there. And then just let yourself go. And it's amazing. So the rope catches you because it's an auto catch. It's like a safety mm, belt. Yeah. And then, but there's that split second where you're kind of like, i got to let go here. So can, can you, I, I can imagine like jumping out of a plane or a bungee jump or something like that. I mean, that must be the same thing, but multiplied by yeah. a lot more. Because you're way, way off high in the sky. Yeah, so your heart down.
1: is in your mouth because it's so against your instincts. To yes. f- surrender and trust this rope. And, you know, last a couple of weeks ago, you gave us the you know, electric car metaphor for your uh, training. When things go wrong, you have to duck off the main route and navigate somewhere else and <laughs> convince somebody to open a yeah. garage for you so that you can get back to where you need to go. There's definitely a metaphor here in terms of surrendering on the day. To the pace that you've decided to run, I am feeling a little bit of that. <gasps> yeah, a little bit breathy. Where you're like, oh, "Am I? Am I really gonna try <laughs> and run forty two kilometers at that pace?" What would you say to somebody having that kind of thought? This the 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 little hesitation, just like you on the top of the climbing wall, where you're like, "I, I kind of got to surrender to running this pace." and see how it goes
0: yeah i mean you can be on the start line and you can scare yourself out of what you're about to do and you know i suppose that's the thing where you have to just take yourself away from the start line and just think about all the miles and training and everything that you've done to get you to this point point. and you know it's that point where you have to remind yourself that you actually want to do this You know, you decided, you put your hand up and you said, I want to do this. (laughs) And nobody
1: made me do it. It's so true.
0: Yeah. And you have to be able to remind yourself of that and be able to be content with that and, you know, believe that, you know, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm doing it. And um, yeah, I'm ready. And then I think you just have to break it down. And, you know, Mm. it's like one mile at a time. Yeah. One kilometer at a time. Um, Even though sometimes I like to, think of it maybe five kilometers at a time
1: that was Vinny's tip we, we we're going to get Vinny on here later on in the show in the patreon bonus we've got another half an hour for you guys to enjoy where vinnie gets me up on the table uh and he recommends 10 kilometer chunks for me now that's just for me he, he recommends breaking it to 10 kilometer chunks but also he recommended because one of the questions i ask him is around how to set up your watch? What's the best possible watch setup for it? Are are you with him in thinking? You kind of just need your lap time on there.
0: Kind of think how I did it the last time. Yeah, I mean, I. You see, so the lap time you mean, so it'll click every kilometer.
1: Yeah. So you're only running. You're only really caring about the kilometer you're running.
0: Yeah, I mean that's not a bad idea. It's definitely good at the start to see how fast you're going each kilometer and um, but then depending on the markers on the road are more likely going to be miles aren't they mm. i
1: think yeah i liked yeah. that so, i actually liked the, there's less of them
0: <laughs> the
1: kilometers yeah but then
0: every now and then you'll get a random like
1: kilometer marker five
0: kilometer yeah. ten kilometer yeah 15 kilometer you'll be like what's that all about um I, I think the five kilometre is not a bad one to go with. I think mm. if it laps every five kilometers. So if you can be aware of your pace that you're going but then you get like an accumulative time every five kilometers because I you know, I think that's enough time to kind of take into account different variables at each kilometer mm. that you don't that you don't panic about every kind of five minute section when there might be a little bit of an uphill, there might be a headwind, there might be a downhill, so you're going a bit fast. Um, I think the most important thing is to be aware of the first kilometre and, you know, not get caught up in the wave of the starting wave, you know, that you know, it's going to take off. Yeah. And you have to be able to hold yourself back and say, okay, I got this. And not kind of think, oh, I feel fantastic. I'm going to keep this going because, if you do that, then you're definitely going to get caught out and you have to slow down somewhere. It's, Every, uh, everybody slows down somewhere.
1: Yeah. And this is uh, advice that I probably took too much to heart in London, my only other marathon experience, and I started out too slow like this. Actually, t- you can start too slow. I was so conscious of both of you and Vinnie saying to me, do not race out the gates that I kept the handbrake on. And with hindsight now, I know I ran with fear. And that's why I bring up this surrender and this rock climbing analogy, because y- you still have to run to your plan, run to your pace. While, you're, uh, while your biggest uh, do not do is don't go too fast, there is a don't go too slow as well.
0: Absolutely, because otherwise you would be disappointed and you'd get yourself kind of falling into this, slow pace that you struggle to get out of. Mm. So I think the key is, you know, you, you don't start too fast the first one or two kilometers, but then you have to find your pace. And you have to find the pace that you know you can settle into for a long time. And that's when you can start looking at your watch and you can even start looking every kilometer, every mile and see that you're hitting the splits exactly the same every time without even thinking about it. And I think that's when you gain a lot of confidence and, you know, you think, oh, this is it, I've got it now, this is what I know I can do. Well, and you feel like you're kind of cruising along as you go.
1: Well, that would be ideal. Uh, I will be starting in wave three, uh, I think, partially because uh, a much less confident me signed up for the Dublin Marathon. (laughs) Maybe you're in the wrong wave, too. Maybe you're in wave two and you should be in wave three. There's not much you can do about it now. Other than. So what do
0: you, do you think you should be in a higher wave?
1: I, t- I couldn't tell you. I think I should probably be at the front of wave three uh, and I will try and navigate the traffic. Vinnie's advice was to keep wide on every bend. No, See the bends coming, keep wide. I definitely had to navigate a hell of a lot of traffic in London, which wasn't much crack. And that did have a few bottlenecks. Uh, speaking of bottlenecks, we'll be at Dottany and Nesbitt's afterwards. That's the meetup for all the listeners of the show. I know it's going to be wilder there. I know it's going to be crowded. I know you'll have your family and friends there. But make sure to swing by Dottany and Nesbitt's afterwards. I'll be there having a toasted cheese sandwich And a little bit of cake. I wanted to ask you, Sonia, about the diet in the days leading up. Now, there's mixed opinions on this, and you certainly will remember the time when there was a belief that you had to deplete yourself in the week leading up and then stock yourself up full of carbs at the end. Do you remember that time?
0: Um, I do. I can remember athletes doing it. I think um, I've heard stories of Steve Moneghetti from Australia being very a big believer in this diet. And I think Nick would have spent quite a bit of time with him before a few marathons. And, you know, he'd be ready to kill people during the week when he wasn't <laughs> really? eating any carbohydrates. What kind oh, of yeah, craziness it, is this? So you'd literally be I mean,
1: going down to empty.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Like, These athletes who, you know, had trained so hard, they probably fueled themselves so well throughout their training. And then in the week before the marathon, they would totally deplete themselves of no carbohydrates. I think definitely nothing before Wednesday. So from after, maybe you fueled up after you run on the Sunday and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no carbohydrates. Just all fruit and vegetables and protein. Mad. And uh, yeah. And then you'd be just absolutely. The, the, the thing was that you kind of opened up all your whatever. Take in the food, <laughs> yeah,
1: your barns <laughs>
0: you <put> the, get, <laughs> so then get then get the when, hay in. So that then when you took in the carbohydrates later in the week, there maybe there was more space and you could store it. Even greater place. <laughs> doesn't make
1: like even when you say it, it doesn't make any sense. It's mad that this. I know
0: it's not one of those things that you can visualize too well. Is it? I mean, a lot of things you can actually visualize why you're doing something. Mm. You know, stretching or exercises or you know, running. You know, the different paces of running and stuff. You can work out why you're doing all this stuff and the sense that it makes. And I'm sure there's people out there who still do this stuff and believe that it works. And maybe it does, but. I imagine it's high risk, you know, doing something like this. Yeah. Um, to really go to the extremes. Well, and you probably have to have a lot of faith and belief in what you're doing that it's actually beneficial. And well, it's like anything. If you believe and think that something works, then
1: it you'll will. do whatever.
0: It will work, you know, and yeah. you just have to believe that.
1: So I did uh, not quite a long run on Sunday. It was just, 10 miles, but it was exceptionally hilly, I realised. So <laughs> as, I, as I was going up the final hill going, this is definitely not what ta- Sonia talked about. Nice, easy, the runs that make you happy. I was leaning into this hill going, oh, this was this was not w- what I planned. Uh, but all sorts of mad thoughts are going through your head in this final week, uh, including, oh, is this easy run too hilly? When should I have my final supper? Um, Would you be a believer in this theory that the final proper meal should actually be 48 hours, like a big feed up, should not be the night before, should actually be 48 hours before?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think if you're taking on extra food more than you'd normally eat, then probably earlier in the week than later, because you want to get everything through your system and you don't want to load up the night before and then, you know, you're only, you're putting yourself in a position that you're going to have to stop, you know, somewhere along the route and nobody Mm -hmm. wants to do that. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the best thing you can do is you can be ready to go and you don't have to stop for however long you're out there. Three and a half, four hours. That's a long time. Yeah. And, if you can get the balance right and you don't have too much inside you, if you have too much food in you, it's got to go somewhere.
1: <laughs> we all know that and we've all we've probably all been there at some point. I did open this up to the group, the WhatsApp group for the Irishman running abroad, which I is an open invitation, guys, if your family is, if their heads are melted from listening to you yammering on about running or telling them about your paces or if you just need to ask a group of people who are doing the same thing as you, a question that only they will know the answer to, send me an email. Irishman running Irishman abroad podcast at gmail.com and I will add you to the group. Make sure to send your phone number. Quite a few people, Sonia, send the email. Can you add me to the WhatsApp group and don't give me their phone number? <laughs> and <laughs> no, I have to go. Yeah, I can do it, but I'm going to need that phone number. And um, the group is blossoming and booming now and what better time to ask them for those that weren't running aren't running Dublin on Sunday and those that have for their top tip I thought I'd run a few of them by you and see what you thought Paul Bissett probably the best tip right out the gate listen enjoy it this is a great atmosphere race support all around the course don't get carried away at the start it's so easy to do that when everyone is cheering I mean it's just, it's such a simple tip, but the atmosphere of this thing is that you're inclined to forget, isn't it? When you're when you're just out there pounding the roads.
0: Yeah, I mean, you will see people out there and they're having a ball and they're loving it. And I think that's what everybody has to do. I mean, even the runners at the front, they take great enjoyment from the support on the side of the road. So they're out there and they're hammering away, but they're actually enjoying it. And, you know, I think the the atmosphere and, just the feeling of it being a big event and you're part of this big event that's you know stops all the cars in the city mm. and you know the road is yours that it, it's just a great kind of um I kind know of a celebration of you know hard work we've all worked hard for this mm. and now we're only in it together to be rewarded and to enjoy it and I think you have to have a appreciation for you know what everybody's doing out there and you know it at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you finish 10 minutes slower or faster than you want, but you have to have a little bit of a, a window of, you know, where you're going to finish yeah, and what you're going to be happy with, what you're going to be satisfied with. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, most people will be happy to finish no matter what, because there, w- there will be good patches and bad patches, and it'll be a little bit of a roller coaster out there. And you have to, you know, take the good with the bad. And, you know, there are certain times when you might have to ride through a wave and hopefully come out the other side.
1: You know, that's the one piece that I didn't record with Vinnie that he said to me going out the door, uh, that there's going to be a moment. There's just going to be a moment where you go, this is not good. <laughs> I'm not in a good spot here. And he said that he would think of songs and try and memorize lyrics from songs that he'd love, whatever you can do to take your mind out of your body. In that moment was his recommendation. Jack Ryan's recommendation is coming out of the Phoenix Park. Take a beat, he says, assess how you're feeling. It is very easy at this point to go too fast because there's obviously a downhill there. But there's still a long way to go. Same as Jan O'Hernan, who I always massacre that guy's name. But Jan's a good friend of the show. And he's he's his recommendation is to just try your best to keep something back until Vincent's hospital. Now someone else read that completely wrong in the group and thought <laughs> Yeah. Hold hold it all together until you're seeing a doctor. Um, Jan yeah and also recommended cutting your toenails <laughs> on the Monday before or as early as possible before the race. Were you a pedicure woman, Sonia, back in the day? Who who would who would shear your talons back in the day? <laughs>
0: well they are they were much easier to cut back in the day than they are now. <laughs> Now I have to go and see someone every now and then. But I I would agree um, it's a good idea to do this earlier in the week because, you know, we've all had these incidences cutting your toenails where mm-hmm. you might put it a little bit short mm. or something happens that's not quite right.
1: It makes me feel sick in my stomach when, when you say it, but it can go so wrong.
0: Yes, it can. You have to be very, very careful. And, um, you know, you have to allow time for... You know, I, regrowth, I suppose. It's a bit like when you have your hair cut. the first couple of days, are it's it just takes a bit of getting used to. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to see your toenails; they're they're hidden in your shoes. But the feeling can, okay. if you do, if you kind of, if you get it wrong at all, then you know you will need a couple of days to yeah. get rid of the aches and pains and let it let it grow out
1: yeah Paula Bradshaw calls it manicure Monday for, for the marathon runners uh, <laughs> now there's a few I won't read out I can't read out absolutely every one of them I want to give a shout out to everybody that is going to wear your singlets on yeah, there's going to be quite a few Irishmen running abroad singlets you can still get those if you haven't got one wherever you are in the world from myrunresults.ie make sure your gels belt Peter says make sure the belt that you're holding your gels in is a good fit, not too loose. He said I made that mistake last year and I'd have it strapped around my chest, which was a bit annoying. I mean these these kind of these are the fine detail things that you were talking about last week, about that extensive list. It's not too late to to make that list working back from the start line. This is one of my favourites. <laughs> Bernard Dalton Sonia gets in touch and says, afterwards, after the race, drink in a pub that doesn't have a toilet downstairs. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> it's very careful planning there. <laughs>
1: Bernard is speaking from experience there. Uh, Jer gets in touch and said to say or upstairs or stairs, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all ahead of us. Uh, so many, so many great tips in here. Uh, I just want to pull up one or two more. Uh, the name on the bib is obviously essential. If you haven't done this by now, I know you're listening to this on Wednesday. If you haven't got the letters of your name or your nickname, on the vest, I mean, it has to be... Uh, like, you you didn't have to do it, Sonia. I know you did it for Boston, but uh, the the sound of your own name, it really is everyone's favourite word. But hearing it sh- yeah. roared at you in those moments, uh,
0: it really helps. So the numbers don't have the name on it no. in Dublin? No. There's a lot of marathons now. You can actually get the name printed on your number. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose you need to have either black marker across the top with your name or yeah how
1: do you do it? Um, most plate like I actually have letters here that I well um, I, oh,
0: you stick them on yeah
1: I got them on Amazon and ben. you can literally use an iron to get them onto your singlet yourself. You just lay them out. It used to cost a few quid, but it's uh, it's actually handy enough to do it or most T-shirt shops uh, with any sort of uh, monogramming will do it for you. Dee says, and this is one worth throwing in before we go to our break. She says, the first half is deceptively hilly. She was not expecting this. You feel like you're speeding up around Castlenock Village as the crowds are amazing, but just try to hold on to the pace at that point, I mean, there is a turn in this thing, isn't there? As you at the halfway points, on you when you won this race, what like what's your memory of it? Like how how vivid is your memory of this thing?
0: Oh, the first time I ran, not so good because it was a different course. Um, because they were only laying the Lewis that year, mm. certain segments, so we didn't start or finish in the. In the city, and uh, We finished out in Smithfield. Oh, up in, okay. Up, up the last like, 10, 20 metres was on cobble. the cobble yeah. in the yard there. I always wondered about Imagine. that photo.
1: Yeah, Up the cobbles. <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't remember a whole lot. I really don't rem- I don't think we ran into the Phoenix Park that time, as far as I can remember. I mean, there's probably someone out there who might yeah. remember it.
1: Yeah. So so the route it's, that you ran is very different to the one that's there now, but you did run this yeah. route before.
0: So I did run that route in 2015. Yeah. And it was such a different experience because I think then just the marathon had taken off again and the amount of people running, but then also the amount of people on the sideline cheering that was, I was just amazed by it. Yeah. Um, you know, all down through the Phoenix Park and out at Cassanoch Gate, there was huge crowds down there. And it does give you a real kind of boy when you're kind of, um, you know, meet a big crowd like that and you can hear them as you are getting close to it. and It kind of gives you a lift to get there. And then it kind of gives you a boost when you're when you leave it, you know, and then you got that nice run down the side of the park. I think that was my favourite spot right there.
1: Yeah, just a chance to gather. Well, in the second half of our conversation with Sonia, I'm going to get Sonia's final words for everybody running Dublin this Sunday. Uh, you've put the work in, whatever that work is, you know what it is. And only you know what it is. I want to take a moment to wish all of you the best of luck and to say, please do say hello, <laughs> maybe not during the race, I don't know, whenever. But do come to Donnie and Nesbitts after the race for a quick pint and a chat. It's going to be an awful lot of fun. I'm praying that the weather holds up. I'm looking out at blue sky here, but best of luck to you and congratulations to everybody that's raised money. I mean, literally billions, let's not forget billions get raised across the world every year by people like you who decide to sign up for marathons on the day of watching a marathon. Uh, It's been a real wild ride and I can't wait to cross the finish line with you all this Sunday. But come over to Patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad to hear Sonia's final message for all the runners. And of course, I'm going to be heading over to Vinnie Mulvey's for the final rubdown. We'll get his insights and I've recorded a little something special for the end of that Patreon episode that I think you'll enjoy.
0: One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise.